Sometimes talking to strangers can seem completely overwhelming. Well, take it from me, some of the most interesting conversations I've ever had are with people I've never met before. Join me on Have You Met? True. There we go. All right, we got connected now. Sweet. Thanks for uh, making time to do this. I know you've been busy with March Madness and everything. What's been going on? Well, not as busy and, and late into March as I would like to be once again. <laughs> yeah, Mar- March is always a busy, busy, busy time. Um, and yeah, as somebody who is tasked sometimes with scheduling podcasts and, you know, coordinating with guests and things of that nature, I understand and I, you know, can uh, relate to how long it's taken us to finally link up. <laughs> uh, it's all good. I, I haven't like figured out, you know, what is the appropriate rhythm or should you have a rhythm or it's just whenever you feel like doing it, I guess it's like, Mine is a personal passion project, so it's not a to have to happen at any certain time or anything. So, sure. We just kind of hop into it, but why don't you take a couple minutes and just tell everybody a little bit about yourself? I say everybody, but like I think maybe I got five people that listen to the episode. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just have a conversation with each other. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, gosh, where to start? I guess I can start kind of um, where we met. So I, I was born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. I always assumed I would kind of spend my whole life there. Right out of high school, did kind of like one year in college, played a little basketball here. Um, ultimately went down to Southwest Florida as what I thought would be like a mini summer vacation that turned into um, almost 10 years to the day. I was down there from like May of 06 to March before relocating back up here to Louisville, Kentucky with my wife and now four children, which I'm sure um, we'll talk about. We don't have uh, probably enough time on this podcast to cover all the kids that I have now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, very fortunate, which I'm excited to talk about, um, met you at a Best Buy and that really, really truthfully did change my life. Um, I always say that I I didn't graduate college, but I went to retail college and, um, I got a PhD there. So I was able to uh, move into the banking industry. Um, and then probably more notably, maybe more exciting is I was, uh, I feel really fortunate, Amy, that I was like a person that, um, you know, really did kind of trip and fall into their passion. And like, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that one of those people is like, oh, this doesn't feel like work because, you know, I love it so much. Like, even in my life, I would always just be like, you know, work's work. I can't really imagine anything. Um, And it was right under my nose the whole time. So obviously, if you know anything about um, the uh, college basketball capital of the world, I think even even over the Durham area with, with Duke and North Carolina, we're just uh, rabbit fans passionate with for the University of Louisville and the University of Kentucky and I was able to just kind of start writing putting in a little legwork with a blog and ultimately have became like a credential media member do radio podcasting similar to this cover the games go to the press conferences all that stuff still seems unreal to me um, that I get it have gotten the opportunity to do all these things so I feel um I'm a very lucky guy all around <laughs> yeah I I will say lucky, man. You you put in the effort and you make things happen for yourself. And I'm going to slow down and, and go back a little bit. I was thinking about, do you, do you remember the exact situation or time it was that we met? I know you said you got down to Florida in May of 2006, which, man, that timeline just seems kind of crazy to me in the grand scheme of things. It's already 2023. <laughs> um, but do you remember like the exact like first day that we ever met? 
I do absolutely. I have a vivid memory of that. It was um again walking into the Best Buy kind of um and this truthfully did. I tell this story a lot and I'm hopefully um we'll get a chance to mix in a little bit about how I kind of try to pay this back. But um the story goes. So again, I mean I know I remember I'm on my way to play basketball at the time. I guess I would have been a, a 19. Um and as you can remember, the Gulf Coast Town Center. I mean we were the OG. There was like Target. Bass Pro, and then we built this brand new Best Buy um, back in 2006 in the shopping mall. So it was difficult to find. If you went there now, this will make no sense to you. It's like complete, you know, retail opulence. Like it's unbelievable the, the transformation this happened um, where we opened that store. But that was a long way of saying I couldn't find it. I was like, <laughs> construction was everywhere, and I was so close. I don't even remember who I was riding with. Someone was taking me there. I was so close just not to going to stand. It's just fine. I'm not going. We don't, you know, we, we don't need to go to this interview. Let's just go play basketball. Ultimately ended up finding it. I may have my timeline a little wrong. Cause do you remember when we opened the, was it August of 2000? Yeah. So we opened August. Right. So yeah, the store was just being built. Yep. So that makes sense. So then, so I would have moved in May. So then my guess is I would have walked in through the front doors of that brand new Best Buy that had never been opened probably early august because i know for sure i was one of the last check marks for like this store is staff throw him back in car audio part-time um boom and i remember meeting with you to answer a question more specifically um behind geek squad what would have been the area behind geek squad you were in a stool sitting right in front of me and i remember we had a conversation just like this i kind of just told you where i came from and um you know ultimately i was just new to the area we talked about basketball i'm sure and again, I, I I know the grind of having to fill a big box store of staffing. So um, I left with the job offer. And, and I, I always remember, too, that it, it had two numbers. It was $10. And to me at the time, like, that was just unbelievable money. Um, I moved down to Florida with absolutely no money. I think my first actual job down there was Starbucks, which I did just for a few weeks. So um, I, I was glad to switch there, but, and then the rest is history. I remember I, I came back, it, it could have even been, it wasn't same day, but it could have definitely been like same week or something. Cause I remember I walked in and went back to car audio and, and then just kind of had the traditional path through Best Buy. But I will, I will not forget our first meeting because you were, um, and you were also a, a newly promoted general manager. So I remember you had some swag to you. We had all this nice new stuff. So, well, I think we met at we met at very uh, different parts in our lives for sure. Yeah, no, I I remember the conversation, I, and it was definitely I had to make you wait because I had to sit on the decision, and uh, the reason being is because I know I think I offered you or was about to offer you part time, and you shared with me. So so what was awesome is you overcame my objections, like not really having a lot of work experience. And you talked about, you know, how you were your basketball team's captain and your newspaper's editor and, you know, trying to give me these kind of supplemental life skills that you had. Uh, and, and not only that, but you shared your story about how you were trying to make a way for yourself in, in Florida and that you really needed full time and the benefits and stuff. And I definitely said, yeah, give me some time to think about it and I'll give you a call back. And sure enough, so happy that I made the decision to have you join the team and that doesn't even scratch the surface of all the really cool stuff that we did while we were in that store. And actually I was just reminiscing the other day with someone talking about how we had a basketball hoop in, in the install bay. And, and we just had a ton of fun. We did a lot of cool stuff. And 
had a lot of time to experiment and try new things. It was it was a really cool time. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm not just hyping this up for the podcast because it, literally today I have somebody that I'm working with at work that, I, you know, he's 19. He, you know, probably shouldn't even have got a start in um, the field that I'm in, which is similar to what you just mentioned. And he always asked me, like, why do you, you know, why do you take this interest in me? And I'll go back and I'll, I'll share the story of us because we were in a unique position where like, you know, that store was built for three years probably or two years after it was open. Um, so we had, you know, a lot of time and the, you know, stuff was booming back then. I mean, we've dealt with us before the crash and everything. So um, I just cannot, you know, I don't have, cannot say enough good things about Best Buy and all the, you know, opportunities and resources they gave. But, and I do, I tell the story of like retail college and, <laughs> Took an interest in me and a few others, and I was. I followed that traditional path and was was hungry to move up. And um, it just teaches you so much. I think you can learn so much just from like you know real world experiences like that. Like right, like I got something you want to buy. You got money. It's like the oldest in the world. The oldest. And um, so I do. I feel really fortunate that we did and have all those experiences because looking back in the heat of the moment in retail, it's always so stressful. You know, you leave complaining and it's so hard, but then when you look back and you you know think about it we were just kind of shooting hoops and have a decent thing um it was great yeah uh yeah and i'm did you you had all the potential in the world and you just run with it and have had so much success in your life and it's all well deserved and i'm sure we'll get more into it but so that was so we met in 2006 and it is now 2023 sure. and somehow we've figured out a way to stay in touch all of these years what do you what do you attribute that to like i, I know we've been able to catch catch up at times while you were in florida and just have had some phone calls periodically or text to check in here and there so what do you think it is that's kept us in touch yeah i think really just the the story that i just detail i mean that's not fabricated at all i think <laughs> for all time do you know i think everybody has like people in their life that they probably don't talk too much or maybe even can go years at a time without talking to but at the end of the day they're still like one of your people and um i think we we'll always kind of have that connection and again i try to pay that forward as much as i can or whenever i can but yeah i think that it'll always be the case and um you're also you know i value your well so i think you'll find people that um you know you cross paths with that Maybe they have an opposite point of view or whatever that, um, so I do, I, I try to keep a very small, my circle is very small. People do say that like I, a million bazillion acquaintances, but very few people do I really like let in my circle and would, you know, share, um, share vulnerable things, I guess, to get perspective. Yeah. Same, you know, and I, as you were talking, I, I was thinking about some of those really special pivotal moments and conversations that we've had over the years. I remember one day you coming to me asking if, if we could go to lunch and, and went to lunch and, you know, you're having a conversation with me about the first time you're about to become a dad. Um, I remember, you know, you talking to me about when you were thinking about proposing to Heather and, uh, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's wild, but, it, and then, you know, it comes full circle, right? Like, you know, there's been times that we've just been, just checked in. And then there were times where the, you know, the tables kind of turned for me. I think it was in December and we caught back up and I was going through some really challenging life stuff and you were just kind of able to be there for me and, and share some of the things that, that you've done to continue to work on yourself or maintain your focus or, you know, recollect your motivation, you know, all those things. And so similarly, like I'm 
it's a mutually beneficial relationship. So, you know, I'm, I'm super happy to have stayed in touch with you as well. Yeah, and I, I appreciated that conversation as well because, you, you know, and hopefully it gave you some solace. And no matter whatever it could have, you could call me and be homeless on the streets and need me to come pick you up. And I, I think I would still look up to you. So you should always remember that. It, you know, I've kind of learned throughout, too, because I made a lot of mistakes going up. Like, I appreciate the fact that you guys let me work through them. Like, I use those as examples with people that I help, like, just getting bent out of shape over a few dollars an hour or, you know, just just different things that at the time seemed so important and really everyone does that you know i still meet adults that that make these mistakes and i had these things i guess that hold them back in life like another one is just when everything the cake to be cut just perfectly even at all times like <laughs> and you know it just if you're going to work every day doing that it's tough so i appreciate the fact that so many mistakes i made like you know <laughs> in that store and outside of that store just things that I was into like there's there's definitely a portion of just luck and good fortune that you know I didn't have anything that super threw me off off track because I sure enough um had a lot of those obstacles so we all have them and uh having surprised twins has absolutely humbled me big time <laughs> as well I, I very much feel for people that are you know we're even in a less overcomable situation than I'm in talk to me how are you keeping up with the kids what's going on uh, it's so this it's just so great. So the podcast the podcast that I host, I laugh. It's the it's a dad podcast. Like no one ever asked me a question. These dads never ever pop with a question. And I've had a couple moms on and those are the only two times they had like any follow ups at all. So it feel it feels great, I guess, to talk about um my family a little bit. Uh t- to be honest, I've I'm being perfectly honest, I've uh, I've not been of the best health the first six months or so. It's been really challenging. Um, but now, you know, I come through the door, they're eight months old, the, the, I can make them laugh, they're ready for a little funny dad time. <laughs> things, things are getting a lot better. This weekend, the weather warmed up here, so we were just saying heading to work today that, like, things are kind of starting to feel normal. Um, he, my wife is a complete superhero, to detail that. She's uh, uh, now a, new, a mom of three boys under four. She's flown with them three times by herself. When the so let me let me break that down again. She's she's flown with two babies. I believe she went when they were like four months and six months, along with a Tasmanian devil toddler, um, multiple times. So he's very impressive with her um, execution of just logistics and patience. And we've always just um, I think balanced each other out so well. But I keep telling her if she can get them from um babies the boys i'll get them from boys the men because um, <laughs> I, I was i was on the struggle bus there for a while oh man i love it well all right so the twins so so walk us through so the twins names and then you got calvin and lily yep so you mentioned lily so i i found out i was gonna be a dad the first time at age 90 um again which is what promoted my extended stay to southwest florida um, obviously wouldn't change it's so funny I mean like would not think anything in the world it was I guess it's just being naive but like I never worried or had like it just all seemed so much easier with my daughter and having no you know based kind of like single dad almost situation and now going through this it just seems like I'm kind of living my life in reverse but um so we moved moved to Kentucky um Heather obviously stepmom so she wanted her own child completely understand we kind of planned for that well one of the boys biggest celebration of my life the day she came in and i'll never forget though 
the moment that we found out we were having that first boy, I was so excited. So I had Calvin in 2019, we were just cruising along. And then man, out of nowhere, just could not believe it. Uh, surprise twins, no twins running our family, none. <laughs> first set, which is typically very, you know, hereditary, like very much so. Um, just medical marble, so double boys again. So I ended up, you know, thinking for the huge portion of my life, I would just have my daughter who's, we're just like best friends now. I mean, we're so close in age. Um, and now I'm like, I'm just gonna be changing diapers to the end of time. <laughs> Does Lily help out? Is she a good big sister? She's such a good kid, but I've tried my best really to, um, cause she didn't decide to have three boys under three. Yeah. So I've really tried my best not to, not to um, put too much pressure on her, but it's really opened my eyes too, to the fact that like, like there's a few basketball tournaments and stuff this summer where Heather will be out of town and I'm like, I really need you to stay and help me, you know? Just made me think about, especially in other cultures, just like how important it is that like kids don't get to be kids maybe and really do have to do a lot more to like, uh, not just as like chores, but to like actually make sure the family can survive and stuff. So yeah. again, props to um, to anybody, especially single parents and stuff with, to get up there and three and four kids because it is a um, it is major, major challenge with childcare costs and stuff. Now, is Lily still playing ball? Yeah, so uh, my daughter NASA pretty much forced basketball on her, you know, her whole life. And over the last <laughs> several years, she, she really has fallen in love with it. So, yep, she'll be, she's a freshman in high school this year. So, um, that's crazy. No private school experience in any of our family, or at least our family, me never growing up or anything. So, research the school, basketball, what's going to be the best fit? Right before we find out about the twins and stuff, we were like, look, and we're going to figure it out. We're going to send you to the private school. It's worth the money. Um, boom, then twins. So we got her in private school now, <laughs> which um, is funny too, because like the first few months, like every day she's coming home and I'm like, ah, oh, this, this isn't worth it. I'm going to pick, you know, I want to talk to her. I talk to her and I'm like, damn, this is so worth it. Like <laughs> this, uh, she's getting such a good experience. So she's doing awesome. Um, I'm really, she's happy all around. So you, I had to send some pictures cause it'll, it'll blow you away. She's like five, ten. Oh man. So, yeah. Oh yeah, this seems a little bit. Oh, uh, so is her bracket busted too? Cause I know yours are mine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I think everybody, I don't even, I think I had like maybe one of the whole elite eight and it was like early on. Unbelievably crazy year for that. Yeah. No, I, I, all I had left was UConn, and I don't have them winning. So I'm, I mean, I won my little group, but I, I'm done for the rest. Yeah, of if you had, if you had one Final Four team this year, that was impressive. It was just, <laughs> I hope, I hope Ford Atlantic just wins it off. I think that would be same. Amazing. I went to high school with the kid that played there, Cedric Powell, back in the day. Oh, cool. Yep. So, um, all right. Well, I, I think I had another question. Oh. You kind of alluded to like you've had some just wild experiences up up and down in life and have been through a lot and like a lot of transformations and changes and i wanted to ask you know is there a particular life event that you had experienced that you feel like others who might hear about it could benefit from that lesson ah man that's a that's a really good question and i would probably say um I would say the easy answer would probably be obviously having kids early and then late, but we, we walked through that a little bit. So, um, and I think you could, this one could probably translate to any type of, uh, like road put out from under you type situation, but you were involved in this too. And I kind of didn't even intend for it to be that way. But, um, I remember closing down a Best Buy and getting the news that, you know, we were closing down a store and 
I've, I've kind of um, in my life really, um, and even at Best Buy, like I found up found up no something like campers and climbers when you're at work like sometimes you want to be a climber like I've really settled in kind of like after 25 or so I, I really just kind of wanted to be a camper so I had that store it was you know close to the home I was living in you know like people I was working with good team you know which makes all the all the difference when you're like you know running an apartment in there or whatever um so getting that news that it was closing I remember and uh kind of talking about what I was earlier with um just in the immaturity I guess and the way you handle things and get news and I just remember that just being such a like kind of a derailing thing for much longer probably than it needed to be um and hopefully I can kind of lean on that type of stuff looking back especially with work because it's like stuff is always going to kind of work out and it's always going to be changing so I don't know I guess just keep it moving forward um and try I guess as much as you can to remote sentiment i guess and stuff whenever the the situation calls for it so if all that made sense yeah yeah what oh man i forget what that plaza was because that's when you were working with mark right what was that uh, it was on colonial what was the name of the plaza yeah uh 1508 yeah the forum <laughs> yeah oh yeah the forum yeah i was with i think that was dan bronson though oh dan was there at the time yeah, yeah. and he lived in my neighborhood it was just a really unique situation and i believe how lucky I am to like for that I don't know maybe three or four year period when I was just kind of working through those few stores like those core group of people we like we'll still kind of just like this still stay in touch and I know a lot of them would you know take a bullet for me and I would do the same and I always said this and it's so true now that you know they would oh thank me during a you know one-on-one or something I'm like you're gonna do so something so much you know more important than this one day and you know, you just remember me and hire me or something. And, um, you know, now they're all doing their own different things and stuff. So it's been cool to see that. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, kind of why I started this podcast is because I've met some really great people over the years that were at one point in time strangers. And I've built a relationship with them and learned really cool, amazing things about and from them. I don't know if you feel the same way, like, although you kind of were thrust into retail and you're now still working with the general public, but do you actually enjoy talking to strangers? <laughs> no, I do not actually. <laughs> no, I, and I'm not just saying that. I, I think I do kind of fit that mold of um, like I'm an extrovert kind of at work or anything maybe that has structure to it. But when it comes to like, I've never, I don't think I can kind of like one hand at the time I've like went out to the bar for drinks or something like that. Like I just don't really do things like that. I never, um, I never really got that sense of like, uh, you know, like a fraternity. Like I said, I didn't go to college or I didn't go to private school. I've noticed a lot of, you know, them people will stay in high school friends for a long time. Like, um, so I never really got those type of experiences. So I don't know if that's the reason why, but I would definitely be, and this, a lot of people wouldn't believe this that just know me throughout work and stuff, but I, um, no, I'm not like the type that would be at like an event and be like really excited to go talk to strangers and stuff. What about you? I was interested to see how you would answer that question. You know, uh, it really, it really kind of depends on the situation. I would say I'm a pretty social person, but it does drain me. So, you know, like I, I've, I've, I worked in retail next, next month, April 10th is going to be 24 years, believe it or not. And, you know, I've, I've worked in the stores and, you know, been responsible for taking care of people there and all that good stuff employees and customers alike and you know have held stages facilitating 
large classes and all those things. And I feel like I, I can do it and I see the value and the benefit in it, but it really does take its toll in terms of like, I have to, after those types of events, I have to like take time away to just recharge my batteries. Oh, hundred percent. By the time I get home, that's what I was saying. I'm like, so done talking to people. Um, and yeah, you, like you were the way you're describing too, like you're, you're on stage. Anytime you have any type of like thing like that, like, so by the time, um, you know, I'm in a situation, I guess what I don't feel like I have to go around. And that's something you saw me as well. I remember that because whenever you would come in, you would always make a point to kind of do a lap, check in, say hello, instead of just kind of, um, you know, beeline into an office, even if that's what, you know, the job called for that day. So I'll try to do that too. If I'm at any place where, um, you know, work function or something, I, I just kind of feel like I'm always got to work the room. So if I don't have to do that, I'm not. Yeah. 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 I, th- honestly, that was my favorite part of the job. And, and even still, like, even if I do personally just get drained, maybe it's because of being empathetic or what it is. But, um, it, you know, even when I would, you know, host or facilitate classes, like the best part about it for me was getting to know people as individuals. And I, I truly believe that that's like one of my life's passions is like, how do I help people feel great about who they are as their authentic self so that they can go run through brick walls for themselves in life. You know what I mean? Like for no other yep. reason than, you know, they they feel confident in who they are and why they deserve to have whatever it is that they want to go after. And so, you know, it is rewarding for me, but it doesn't always come easy. It's easier. It was easier when I was traveling for work and I had to let go sit in restaurants or sit at airport bars by myself. And of course, I would always strike up a conversation in those instances with people. And I met some of the most interesting people ever just, you know, traveling and talking to someone at the bar because I didn't want to sit by myself at a table. I at least would have the bartender or someone sitting next to me to talk to. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily come naturally or, or isn't always like the most comfortable, but I find it so rewarding at the end that I just keep doing it anyway. <laughs> I can see that. And you also don't have, um, like, I like it here in a little bit. I'll just be having to like yell and scream at four kids. So that definitely, um, you know, takes some, some of the social capacity away. Yeah. 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 I had a brief moment or I had a, a couple of kiddos in my life and, uh, that was a really great life experience, but I, I totally understand, you know, you got, um, it's just a different type of stage that you're on when you're at home. So totally appreciate that. Yeah, right. I need to watch my language on that stage. Oh, no, for sure, for sure. Are they are they about to be mini recorders? Are they? Uh, yeah, well, I already have the Tyler. And I'm by far, so I have a night. Like, it's crazy. I have a teenage daughter, which I'm sure people would check that box potentially as like the hardest child at the hardest stage. <laughs> Twin newborns-ish, which boom, that might be 1A if it's not 1. But then really by far the most challenging part is the, he, I guess he just, he turned four just a month ago. And he just knows everything, you know. So even if everything else we feel like we've buttoned up and put together for the day, he's like swinging off the rafters at like 11 o'clock at night. So <laughs> we're, we're working on that. So he is definitely my, like, he's my parrot. He, um, he repeats everything, which is usually not good. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, you, you talked about Heather being a superhero, and I, I know she is. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know your wife, too, for just about as long maybe a little bit longer than i've known you actually so yeah probably uh, yeah i think i met her in 2005 because I, I was working at the other store until ours, ours opened so um and she was really close close friends with someone i was dating at the time so yeah probably so you already said that heather's a superhero we know that 
So I gotta ask you, what do you think your superpower is? This is a tough one too. I'm sure it's like a difficult question for for most people to answer. Um, I think the best way that I would sum up my superpower would be that I'm very pragmatic. Mm -hmm. Like I remember um, with, you know, I've taken the quizzes where you, you know, do your personality traits. And I usually have some form of like, I want to say it's like focus and context or one or the other, which essentially is where you, if something's on your mind, if there's a problem that needs fixed, the world kind of stops until that problem is solved. Um, and so it's for the most part, probably like a negative trade, definitely um, the way that I channel it um, when a problem arises. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm usually pretty crafty um, and I'm just gonna figure out a way to plug the pieces together and hopefully uh like plug the leak or whatever's going on so i would say um uh, that's like the most boring one ever probably but i'm a uh, captain pragmatic <laughs> well you know that's one of the things i probably value the most about you is you know you i could go to you and and you would tell me I, i'd have some harebrained idea or something and you would tell me not necessarily all the reasons that that it wouldn't work but you'd kind of ask me qualifying questions to make sure that I fully thought through it. And um, so I think that's like an invaluable skill to have. Uh, and it's like, I don't know, it's always borderline. Like, is it pragmatic or is it like just being realistic? Like, let's be realistic about what we're talking about here. <laughs> uh, and I think it goes the other way. Cause like, I've, I've always thought I would be such like a good trial lawyer or prosecutor or something too at the, at the same time. Like if I can find a flaw in something, like there's no getting past it. Like if you know, if, you know, how were you there on this night? Like if that didn't happen or something. And um, same thing with problems. Like it could be, you know, difficult to move past something because, you know, maybe one channel doesn't work on the TV, but all the other ones do and you can just enjoy them. But getting that one that doesn't to work, it just, you know, becomes becomes so important. So Yeah, you, you definitely, like, I don't know. We, we used to do, I was talking about some wild tests and things, but I, like, I mean, we put a fish tank on an end cap and you were like taking pictures through the fish tank. Like we, I don't know, we were just, you know, we, we had a huge opportunity where we needed to like grow our business and fight for every piece of customer share we could. Cause there was way too many stores in that area. It was like a McDonald's and Burger King on every corner. And so, you know, you were truly like a, a, such an integral teammate for us to all have. Like, I don't know, we just had such a, a great core group and um that that skill was definitely you know definitely played a huge part in in our team's success and yeah even, like uh even just coming to you as for advice like in general like you know I, I remember talking to you in december and it's like it's, it's more like let's talk about the way forward as opposed to like okay this happened but now what's the plan <laughs> right and we were so lucky too, not to make it like a Best Buy info Marshall, but <laughs> just to have like all those resources and like the inspiration and the support of the company. And like, um, and I was just always kind of like, we just go for it, you know, like, you know, there's a contest, like, I don't know, let's try to enter let's see what we could do. And having all the access to the technology and, you know, like I said, the, the time to do it was nice and fortunate because I, th I think in a lot of ways too, we were able to, uh, inspire others maybe even throughout the company even though the customers weren't like coming through our doors at least at that point you know we were able to execute on some other stuff so good times back then <laughs> oh that's for sure are you gonna catch any more you, you get to go take some more amazing incredible courtside photos for the rest of the season or what's going on 
Well, obviously, Kentucky's not in the Final Four, so I've still yet to get to go to that trip. And, you know, part of me, Amy, did think about today. I was like, you know, with these teams just being such, you know, big upsets, like I might be able to just apply and just go because yeah. I have to assume, you know, less people are, but uh, not really trying to go to Houston on a whim. It's going to be very expensive to do that and stuff. So I'm done. Done for this year. Right. Kentucky has a loaded class next year, so trying to find some healthy balance there obviously with my family but i'm just just so lucky because heather um she understands how important it is to me and it's you know uh don't take it for granted type stuff so hopefully next year i think it's season six or seven that i'll follow the kentucky wildcats football basketball and um maybe we'll even get to play for more than a game or two in march we'll have to just wait and see can you hire me temporarily to go courtside with you for one of the games um, you know, I've been, you know, I've been courtside at Madison Square Garden for Kentucky Duke, which was like about as big as it gets. Coach K's last game, our first game of his last season, probably the, I don't know, it's not a great, great photo, but my favorite one is uh, I got a nice embrace between Coach K and John Calipari there in Madison Square Garden. So if um, they meet every, I don't think it'll be this year, but then the following year. So maybe we'll have to look into that, which I think will be 20 four or five all right well you know i got that on the list you know i got the derby on the list i already said i'm not going to the derby without you so we got to make that happen too so <laughs> yeah let's do that for sure we'll catch on we'll, we'll do that one year for sure all right uh well just like you said you do on your podcast what was the name of that podcast again um that so you can look it up the kentucky dad pod that like dad by dad pod but you can um i mean if you're interested you want to check it out you can go to ac of blue like uh, ocean ac of blue google that or just look me up on the interwebs at big blue drew 33 yeah so thank you so much i feel great here. to uh talk about myself it's been way too much positivity about me but i <laughs> no i don't know so all right well i'm gonna turn the tables for just a minute and see if you have any follow-up questions like you do for your guests so i know i didn't necessarily say i was gonna ask you if you had anything to ask but i figured i'd throw it out there <laughs> Let me see. I got to think of a good one. All right. Um, what is your, maybe what would be your one, like, if I could do it over a moment? Oh, boy. There's a, there's a lot of deep one. That was a deep one. That was a deep one. There was a lot of those. There's, there's a few instances in life where I, I wonder what if, like, what if I had, you know, you, you come to these forks in the road and, there's no especially as an adult like there's no right or wrong there's this, uh, no right or wrong choice it's just a decision that you make like I'll, I'll give you a couple so so i played golf growing up and i was looking at a couple schools to go play golf for i i got a letter from from stetson and from fsu and i always wonder like what if you know what if i had went to play golf in college like would i have been any good could i have made it to the lpga like you know so that's so that's like one that's like a, a like an early an early on first one in 2014 uh my my role at that's why i went away and i made the choice to like go be an entrepreneur <laughs> and i i don't know like sometimes i wonder like should i stay but the life experience that i gained by leaving i think i would have regretted if i didn't like at least try to pursue you know, this dream that I had at that time. So that's another one. And it's like, what is that? Like the man in the high castle or whatever, like something happens in history and like just one small little ripple effect 
what is that like the the butterfly effect could have yeah, changed everything <laughs> and um and so those are those are like a couple of major ones uh but all of it has led me to where i am here today and i feel super fortunate man like i'm i'm living in dunedin florida i'm on st joseph sound i'm literally nine miles from clearwater beach which is one of the you know most popular beaches in the entire nation if not the world <laughs> uh i get to see the sunset from my living room every day on the sound i've got a great community of friends and family like yourself and um i've got a really fulfilling gig where i get to impact people all across the company through learning i just feel super fortunate right now like you know there, there's still some things that i'm striving for uh but you know life is good life is good so i appreciate the question and yeah it's always like a challenge to reflect on some of those things like you just never know i don't think i have any regrets <laughs> i've maybe i could have maybe said some tattoos on mine actually actually i've um i'm getting i got a tattoo removed that's a good podcast that wow. i would not recommend doing that it is very painful oh man yeah i don't think uh i don't think i don't think i see any tattoos on the horizon for me but I always am like, uh, I, I find it so commendable, like Heather's, you, it's hard, it's not to say hard, but it's uh, almost rare now, I feel like you meet anybody in the millennial range that doesn't have tattoos at all, like any. Oh, yeah, all right, I gotta, uh, it'll be a teaser to send people over to the, the dad pod. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the, what was the tattoo? Oh, it's a, uh, it really wasn't anything too crazy. I just got like a really dumb tattoo when I was like underage, just like my initials type thing. Like just to see if they let me pass. They never asked for, I was going to use my brother's military ID. Um, so then I ended up getting that covered up with like, it really wasn't anything like too bad, but it was like a huge crown, I guess, kind of. And I mean, so filled in. And the best way that I can describe getting a tattoo removed, like it's a kind of exactly like, like baking grease, like popping on it. And, um, this all started through a Groupon, which that's, you know, it's, that makes perfect sense, right? But it was like a hair loss removal type place that was doing it. Then I went to a real specialized person, but it's still faintly there. But I would probably say I easily did maybe 20 sessions of that. And some of the photos and stuff, when it first got started, like, it was a lot, lot of physical pain. So, yeah, if you have any regrets, just leave them on there. <laughs> Oh man, well, we've covered the spectrum and everything from people getting to know a little bit more about you and tattoo removal. I can't wait to write the description for this podcast. It's been fantastic having you on. I can't thank you enough for spending this time with me. Yes, anytime. I know you would you would do it for me, so we'll have to do it again soon. Thank you, and again, thanks for all the, the nice things said about me and allowing me to um, share my story, because I don't know I've really ever done that. No, that's awesome. Not you're incredible. Keep doing amazing things, including being what, uh, a real badass dad. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm on my way to do that right now. So, thank you. Uh-